This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. So I know I've had it for a while, but I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, Mark. But have you seen my Kanan saber? Oh, where did you get that one? So this was through uh, Ultra Sabers. Ooh, wow. I it like it up. a lot. That is <laughs> nice. It looked better in that light. How, how much was that one? Ooh, uh, ooh, I don't remember. I know it was over 200. I think it may have just been over 200, but I can't. Blade come out on that one or is it fixed? Um, yeah, it will come out. Do you take this to hotel Sweet. rooms to like as a black? Yes, one? yes, always. No, oh, God. No, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, that's yeah. what it take a black light into your hotel room because then. <laughs> it lights up like a Jackson Pollock painting. <sighs> now, does that one come apart at the hilt like Kanan's does too, or is that one a little too more complex? No, it's. Look at that. Oh. Bop. Bop. Yep. There. It came oh, apart. Really wow. easy. So that's easy to pack when you go to your hotel room. Right? You just clip it on the back of your belt and you're good to go. <laughs> I'm not bringing this thing anywhere. Of you? course you're not. But everybody's <laughs> heard about it because this is episode number 391 of the Star Wars Report. I'm Bruce Gibson. And with me, which hasn't been for like six weeks or so, is Mark Herleman because, you know, you've been out camping. I have. I'm. I'm that uh, Black Eyed Peas song. If it smells like funk, it must be us. Oh yeah, scouts and camping <laughs> six weeks. That's a delicious aroma of of stuff. But I was in the kitchen more often than not, so I got to control the cookie flow. <laughs> oh, that's good. And speaking of funk, we have Michael Morris here with his Kanan lightsaber. Hey, whoa, whoa! It's a sweet <laughs> now, lightsaber. I mean, now I remember. <laughs> I don't mean funk like smelling, but like you know. Oh, okay. He, right. he means like All the right. paralyzing fear. You know, like, oh, my God, there's a lightsaber. <laughs> I, I'm going to go call Scott Rifen. <laughs> yeah, thank you for tuning into the Scott Rifen show. He can't join <laughs> us for this episode. Neither can that Riley Blanton guy. That Ray, Riley Blanton guy who, like, co-hosts with that Scott, Scott Rifen guy. We're <laughs> <laughs> not here right now. However, I'm going to say this. He's here, you know, Scott is. He's. Where's Scott? And Christine are on an awkward first date. <laughs> hey, did you hear? I heard that episode. Mark, did you hear that episode? Scott no. And Christy Morris, Michael's wife, they co-hosted the Star Wars Report a few weeks ago, and they had never spoken to each other before. They, nice. They hardly even knew each other. Nice. Yeah. Is the host Mance a real? Uh, I mean, no, I, I thought they did pretty good for, to have never... Uh, you know, never podcasted before, never even met each other before, you know? Yeah, but you told me we got like a one-star review on iTunes. Yeah, some, <laughs> some wonderful listener decided to take that as their moment. Yeah, but you know, the <laughs> listeners listening now, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to be up and to two. Just remember, I mean, that's how it started with me and Riley. Like, they were all like on EUcast, like, hey, we need somebody to host tonight with Mark. Riley's all like, I'll do it. And the rest was history. <laughs> so it's... 
your fault, Mark. It, it's all my fault. I let I let Riley take the fall though. Well, okay, <laughs> so he's a fall guy. <laughs> well, I'm glad Riley didn't fall when he was in Death Valley because that's where he was last week, where they shot some of those desert scenes in A New Hope back in the well, original. Never find a more wretched scum and villainy. Exactly. Well, he was and there. also from uh, the Phantom Menace too, right? I thought I saw some images where some of the. Um, Maybe I'm I'm almost positive it was on his Twitter where there was actually images of like Moss Espa, like where there's still some uh stuff oh, still really? out there. Yeah. Well, I didn't even wow. see that yet. Yeah, you need to go over to some good Photoshop. Twitter. That's all maybe I should listen to the bonus feature because at the end of this episode we have 15 minutes of Riley in Death Valley. It's like you're there with him. Getting it's like a half an episode in and of hot. itself when Riley's hosting. It's it's just 15 minutes of being, it's so hot. <laughs> I couldn't even listen to the whole thing yet. So I started listening to it, but I had to leave for work. So I don't know what all's on it, but he's talking about being there. Well, okay. that's that's like three on his bucket list, right? He's gone to Endor now. He's gone to uh, Naboo. Or no, no, Skellig Michael went to go see Arch too. Yeah, hmm. we were also in the... um in the subway station there, the underground station in London. Oh yeah, that's right. Rogue One. I was there with him for that. Yes, that's that's four on him. That's man. Awesome. Look yeah. at Riley going around He's the Star Wars world. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's always the green screen where you could be a Camino. <laughs> right there, you go. And he's been to Galaxy's Edge, but that's the only time that is going to be mentioned in this episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the Star Wars report is no longer talking about that thing anymore because. Wait, that you other can check our rogue transmissions because we talked about it there. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So we're going to go into the news. We have something to report. Sir, so, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. You can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. So you, you, you want to know what's in the news? Yeah, we have something to report, right? We do because we are the Star Wars report. Hey, so I hope you guys have the, the notes up because, you know, I worked yeah. hard at this. I like it. I like it. Story one, Disney will present new film slate on Saturday, August 24th. What? Yes. That's, that's like that's like all the Disney films, right? Not just Star Wars? No, not just. So this Star is D23 that happens at uh, in Anaheim. So it's the D23 Expo, and that's going to take place on the weekend of August 23rd through the 25th. So nice. now on that Saturday, we have Alan Horn, who's the creative no, the chief creative officer and co-chair of the Walt Disney Studio. He's going to get up there and with all his, you know, enthusiasm, he's going to talk about the behind the scenes stuff that we're going to see a glimpse of things that are coming out and new theatrical releases. And that includes stuff from Lucasfilm. Ooh. <coughs> Kenobi. <coughs> I mean, we know about certain things like there's Disney's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Mulan, uh, Jungle Cruise, and there's two from Pixar onward and soul i mean yeah i would i would like to uh hope that there's more because they say lucasfilm i mean it could be the indiana jones movie that harrison ford's talking about yeah and i feel like there was something else i heard recently but i can't remember what it was that's something that lucasfilm is working on or there was something rumored but it wasn't star wars and it wasn't even indiana jones i don't even remember mm. uh i don't know i don't even remember but I have a feeling it's going to be something Star Wars. We're going to get more information about some movies. So, you know, so you want to know, you want to know what? Can I, can, I, can I put my little, my little yeah. distance in? Put, put right. your little flag in there, Morris. No, we don't want you to do anything. I just invite you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, this is how you should 
podcast. So just <laughs> sit here and take notes. Uh, so here's the thing. If, if you remember, and I'm sure everyone does, Bob Iger said there was still one yet to be announced uh, show for the, the Disney Plus network. Mm. And okay, he and that, that was when I was like, yep, D23, that's when that's going to be announced because they're not going to say that and then let you hang for like a year. Yeah. Okay, so, but here's the thing. And yeah. I wondered about that because I thought, oh, this might be some Disney Plus announcements, which still could be. But this press release specifically says upcoming theatrical releases. I saw, I swear I saw something about Disney Plus. Hold on. Where is it? I saw it. Don't make things up. I listen. All right. There's no That's Sinbad. Cool. There's no Sinbad Aladdin. <laughs> hold on I, I swear i saw somewhere it said disney plus in your notes i'm looking at it now no no i'm crazy did no, i just you are crazy did i just get excited and go ah, this no, but, it. but yeah. that's not to say they would well i don't know maybe it does say disney plus i don't see it but well, it says <laughs> live action projects it'll okay. be live action so there you go live that that project. would count that's that would count. yeah but there's got to be something about a movie it's just gotta be. I know we got the, you know, the BMW ones. You know, we that's that's the cool way to say it now. The BMW, um, Game of Thrones guys. So that's uh, what 2022, 24, 26. Didn't they say they're going to release three? Like, on those yeah, days? but I, I don't think we're going to get anything from that right now. I think but something before that. Well, the only thing that's going to be before that is uh, Solo Two. <laughs> I wish just the Mandalorian, right? Rogue Two. Well, I mean, the the one that's coming out at the end of this year. I, I suspect we're going to get a, a a trailer for uh, the Cross. Last Jedi Two. What? Why do you hate me? Is this? Is this? Did you just come bring me on here? Just to <laughs> this isn't even a real show. Yes, <laughs> we <laughs> haven't started yet. I'm just... an... Stars are part. <laughs> gotcha. None of it. What is that? <laughs> made that title up. No, the um, the Rise of Skywalker. I, I think I think that we'll probably get uh, some oh. footage from that, or you know, get yes. a uh, a trailer, trailer or one of those behind the scene thingies. Yeah, I could see that. When does a full trailer come out? Because I mean, that movie is in December. We're just now what four or five months away, right? Which is why I mean, it kind of makes sense that we would get something, for, you know, at this point. I want mm. more. I want more. I just I just want more Dio. That's what I want. <laughs> stupid little, little horn mute on a wheel <laughs> you know you got to give it to disney though d23 itself is a lot more up and coming uh now that they've got marvel and star wars and their slate as well as their own disney films it's like oh what's disney gonna drop on us now it's like being up there with san diego comic-con or new york comic-con for information getting dumped yeah, yeah. i mean I, I think they do that intentionally i think they they think why should we you know when we have our own platform why would we not use that? Yep. Remember the room? There was rumors a while ago when we didn't know uh, the next celebration, which ended up being in Chicago. This was after Orlando. There were mm -hmm. rumors that people were saying that they were going to combine celebration in with D23 and there was going to be no more celebrations. Oh, that would yeah. be awful. I, I know when people were saying that. And then I remember when they, they shifted the date, they're all like, they're doing it so you can do D23 and then celebration and go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> because, see, here's the thing is I, I think essentially, 
my thoughts would be that uh, most of D23 is going to be like Disney fans. And so if you basically right. take, I mean, yeah, there's some cross section there, right? But, yeah. but I think, I think it's less. A, right. I think it's a relatively small cross section. And so it's just like, I got an idea. Well, let's just combine two really big cons together all at once. It's like, no, <laughs> I don't like, I remember Orlando. It was not that fun. And <laughs> this is going to be that times two. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not going to combine them. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. But you think Kenobi might be a movie that we might see? I think it'll be a TV show on D23 that we're going to see. I think they're going to announce that. On Yeah, on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not D, on D23. Yeah, D, Disney Plus. There we go. You hear yeah. that uh, they're going to release where well, you can get uh, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for, I think it was twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah. That's probably cheaper than what I'm paying for, you know, basically Hulu plus that. Would I basically be getting ESPN for free? Pretty I much. Even, I don't, I mean, I, I've been doing Hulu. I, I don't even pay attention to what it costs me. I just, well, no, yeah, just you don't out. get, yeah, you're not getting ESPN with Hulu unless you get Hulu live. Right. And I don't care about ESPN. I'm just trying to see like what it would cost me as far as, uh, you know, the Hulu plus the um, Disney plus. Cause like that's, that's happening you know what i mean like like that's mm-hmm. happening no matter what and i've been i've been doing hulu for you know a couple of years now i actually like hulu a lot better than netflix at this point Ooh, yeah see i have hulu and i pay the extra not to have ads yep that's the one i do too good yeah nice. i like that one do you know i was actually a beta customer for hulu like i don't know 11 years ago or whenever that was yeah, well, trendsetter. I, you know, I, I jumped on it uh, originally, but I, I had to jump off because it just didn't, it didn't work very well uh, at that time. And it used to yeah. be free too. There was a free version of it. Well, it, well, I, I, I did the paid version, but yeah. even that was like really messed up. And I want to say it still had commercials. Like it, it wasn't a yeah. lot, but it still yeah. had like some commercials. It was not very good. Um, but now it's fantastic. I really enjoy my Hulu. Good for you. This episode of the Star Wars Report brought to you by Hulu. Hulu. Speaking of things you may throw money at, are you going to possibly throw money at that new Blu-ray uh, 4K Saga box set that might be arriving next year? No. No. Me no. I considered it, but no. This is what... So, yeah, it doesn't look like it's... I don't think there's a box set. So they're releasing all of the current Star Wars films. That's all of the eight... Skywalker saga films, Rogue One and Solo. All ten. Well, I know Clone Wars love. That one was released in theaters in August. Nah, I, I, live just action. Wait, just wait. Now I I, th- I think we'll get something. I think we'll get a big box set once they finally wrapped it all up. I think they'll yes. do another box set. I can see that. Yeah. Once the last uh not the last Jedi, but once Rise of Skywalker comes out. Mm-hmm. Then I can see a box set. But at the same time I've seen some people say like, "Well, you know, just watch them all on Disney Plus, <laughs> which you can get with Hulu. Um, but besides that, so yeah, did you look at the cover art of these? Nice. So these are all available separately. You know, they're not, as far as I know, they're not coming in a box set yet. So they're all sold separately. They're coming out on September 22nd, and it has new cover art for all 10 of these movies. And what really also stood out to me is that none of them are mentioned episode one, two, three, whatever. It's just, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Like, I feel like Disney, Lucasfilm are trying to get away from those episode numbers, but I mm-hmm. like how the logo 
for those original six movies is similar in the style that they did for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, where the title yeah. is in the middle of Star Wars. Honestly, that's a good observation. I'm surprised, though, that they kept a, a Star Wars story on Rogue One and Han Solo. I was wondering, as I was going through it, I thought, how are those going to be represented? But yeah, those logos are the same as the theatrical lease, where it says Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And so, I do like the idea, though, of them releasing them single like this, because then you can build your collection at your own pace. <laughs> You're like, right. I don't have to get one through three all at once. I can, I can get just one, two, and five, and then get seven and eight. So my big thing... I'll be honest, like I don't especially love the uh, the the box images. The like with that the black the big black border mm -hmm. to me it makes it look almost like those like oh you know here's a movie you can pick up for five dollars in the bin. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> I mean I love the the actual artwork inside that border, I think looks fantastic. And if they extended it all the way out, yeah. I think it would look gorgeous, but it maybe it is that way. Maybe it's just a sleeve on the outside and it comes off, but it's hard to say just off the image alone though, but you're right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wish they wouldn't do that. I don't like, I don't like those black borders. Like I said, to me, it makes it look cheaper and, and that may just be a weird thing that I'm doing and everyone else is like, they look like playing cards almost though. Yeah, I heard someone say it almost looked like some of those old uh, VHS releases of the Star Wars movies. I'm I do like the episode three, how it's got the Death Star in the corner kind of popping out on the black. Solo is the only one that really does that the most. There are others that have just very subtle, just one ship here, pod racer there. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting how you can kind of see some uh, parallels in, in them. Like, for instance, the, um, the way they've done the layouts. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and of course, it's a lot easier because it's just right on top of each other. But uh, Revenge of the Sith and The Last Jedi, like that layout is almost identical. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mirror image of each other with their yeah. faces going down triangle versus up triangle with the top. Yeah. And there's now, I mean, it's a lot. It is different, um, but but it has some similarities, too, with Attack of the Clones and uh, um, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 they're they're interesting to me because I like how they're all like different colors, you know, mm -hmm. blue and then like a gold and a red and purple and so on and so forth, going through. It would really look good on a shelf together, you know. Mm -hmm. well, they all have that same style to them. Like, they, they I wonder if they're going to add anything else to them in the special editions kind of things. You know, they've left certain things off of certain sets in the past. It'd be interesting if they just decided to be like, okay, and each one comes with one of the, you know different featurettes from the box set that you used to be able to get or a bonus of the original cut of some of the original. <laughs> no, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> I that know people a, want them. They want it, but here's what's really, but I, I don't think that's going to happen for a little while though. No, I, I think, I think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen for a little while. Yeah. When star Wars is dead, maybe that's when they'll do it. That yeah. will never happen. Star Wars will never die. But here's what's really weird to me is the pricing of these. Uh -huh. so most of them are $26.02 in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, that's the price of a, a brand new Blu-ray. Right. So, <laughs> But that's most of them. However, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, and Solo are $34.99. And what? then A New Hope is not even showing a price. That's got to be where are you seeing this? These prices so is coming if you go to blu ray.com. Those are the one that's the site that broke this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, interesting. That can't be the like the regular MSRP. There's no way. I don't know. If you click on each I wonder if you get those as a set, maybe. <laughs> no, that'd be a no. weird set. Why would <laughs> right? Because like you said, what what, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and Solo. Like if it was yeah. the Phantom Menace, like then I'd be like, okay, well I get. I guess for some reason the prequels, they decided, you know, for whatever thing going on with them but the fact that it's like and solo is like what <laughs> those three don't really match <laughs> yeah i know it's kind of weird but one i don't know it's early not like the other one <laughs> they're not on yet, so maybe they're, they're i'm sure they're still working out in the fact that a new hope doesn't have a price on it so honestly though with those prices you, and you think about what it is you're buying i mean they've been out for so long that those are going to drop in price so dang fast I mean, most people already have them. There's very few people that don't. <laughs> and they're going to be on Disney Plus. And if a lot of people yep. on Disney Plus, they'll see them there. I mean, that's why I mean, I love the the artwork of it. I, I like, like looking at these, but I'm not going to buy them because I already have all these on Blu-ray. Oh, and by the way, these come with the digital version, too. That, that right there might be the only reason why I'd buy some of them. I would agree, but I just, put, I, don't have digital. I just put down my $100 on the digital of the original six like last year. Because right. I, I was waiting, waiting, waiting for something like this. And I thought, okay, I can't wait anymore. But yeah. there you go. Yeah, but I, I like I, watching uh, the movies on my iPhone when I eat breakfast. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> got, right. I got a good deal on some chocolate frosted flakes at the store. I don't know if they're not selling well because I never had them before, but I bought two boxes. And it's <laughs> By the way, there's a rumor of a 4K edition of these coming. People are waiting for those. There's rumor that it's coming next year, but that's just rumor. Did I say rumor? I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that—that's my thing. Is I, hmm, I'd rather not grab these, um, but I, I would love to have uh, you know 4K versions at least, right? Like, yes. If it, if this is essentially just um, because the thing is they they've done this recently too. Back uh, when they did, I can't remember if it was everywhere or if it was just at uh, uh toys r us but i think it was everywhere they did like steelbook versions mm-hmm. and, and sold yes. them individually and and those are uh, really gorgeous too mm-hmm. um but, but yeah i don't I knew you're I don't gonna wanna, say but i knew you're gonna say but but i don't want to spend that uh, on, you don't want to spend that's a lot of money i already have that's yeah a couple hundred dollars for stuff you already have yeah just yeah. hold off on it wait till the steelbook 4k comes out that's that's 4K. the thing right. And speaking of yeah. books, you know, Mark, you're the book guy because you're, you're on the f- films. This is true. I'm excited about this one even. You've heard you know, of, I'm not, of the Jedi, right? Yes, I have. Arthur uh, Mark Sumerak, and it's coming from publisher Inside Editions. What gets me concerned, though, is that Luke Skywalker is going to be our guide to this book. And I'm just like, really? Like, uh, you know, I'd be excited if this was Legends Luke, you know, a guy that actually knew how to use the Force in more ways than just killing himself. But the Luke that we get in canon, <laughs> just, uh, Wait, I'm like, I, this, this book is not going to be great because he's going to be all like, and in the end, screw the Jedi. We should never, we should not support their kind. We will never see their kind again because I'm going to go off and I'm going to go die on a little planet with some penguins, man. Like, I don't know. That's not my hashtag, not my loop. What um, the heck are you talking about? No, but I'm, I'm excited about this book. They're Bruce. not going to do that. No, man, they're not. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I, like I get where you're going or whatever, but wow, that came out of nowhere. No, no, I'm, I'm excited about this book. I'm just not so excited that Luke's the one narrating it because I'm I'm a fan of the Jedi, and I'm getting the feeling from the Last Jedi that Luke is not. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so it's it's yeah, it's it's a guide through the Jedi, the history and the secrets of the Jedi from Luke's point of view. <laughs> so so like yeah okay so basically it's like very salty and sarcastic is that what you're expecting well like Summerick says he says for this particular project i think the unique perspective flows naturally from our beloved narrator which sounds good right and then he goes luke skywalker sure we all know his epic story by heart but the luke is writing this particular tome is a long way from that optimistic farm boy he was when his journey began Hmm, I wonder what he's like maybe it's closer to what we see in the last jedi yeah <laughs> That does sound not very fun. Right? And he says because of that, he's able to look past the glorified stories of the Jedi of old to find the truth about the Order, no matter how difficult it may be for those reading to hear. So with that in mind, we were able to examine the different aspects of the Jedi Order from an angle that cut through any ancient legends, allowing us to examine why the Jedi needed to exist and why they were destined to end and whether or not they could or should rise again so i mean just the narrator aspect and the angle they're going to play here because of where the last jedi's put luke that's the only thing about this book that i'm kind of like eh, that's not exciting learning more about the jedi in general is very exciting to me especially when you consider the fact that like the sith they haven't really locked down anything about the sith aside from there's a rule of two darth bane established it and the city has came from it i mean there's we don't know if there's sith species or if they were just a branch off the order i mean that really hasn't been locked in so i'm looking for any kind of insight off of that but the way that they talk about luke being the narrator in this i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of shade and snark thrown at the jedi and that's just something i'm not really excited about with the new direction of star wars i'm really hoping that you know rise of skywalker changes that that we actually get to see some jedi rise out of the ashes of what luke did to the order because right now luke having his hands on the order has been probably the biggest thing to bash on the jedi since jason solo or ben yeah. solo and that yeah i mean i am with you that in itself does not sound very fun like i think that's a pass for me um and it, it almost it sounds like and and we know that uh they they've done it in the past uh alphabet squadron where it's like <laughs> oh hey this started as a joke and then we just decided to do it right so, did, have you got so this is on starwars.com have you seen some of the pages that they put on yeah so like they got one about the last jedi it says after the empire fell and the sith lords were vanished i had great hope for the future of the jedi i came to believe it that if a single jedi could help bring balance back to the force then perhaps a restored jedi order could maintain that peace and pre present the dark prevent the dark side from ever regaining a foothold on the galaxy so i scouted worlds that remained uh, that had any remaining Jedi techs and gathered up the class, a new class of apprentices under my tutelage. I was playing the role of Jedi master. And I want, I got uh, just the fact that he talks about playing a role. It's like, come on, Luke, you let me down, boy. He says, but I wasn't a title I had formally earned. It was one that I would soon prove I didn't deserve. It's like, Oh man, Luke, like this is totally Ben Kenobi, like kicking himself when he lost Anakin all over again it's like that was i think one of the cool things about the prequel trilogy though is like i got to see ben when he wasn't just a broken man who you know did all that to see luke broken like that breaks me man it breaks me 
it's kind of surprising they did go with this direction because of all the backlash that you know a lot of fans have said they don't like how luke is represented in the last jedi and then someone sat around in a room and said let's do a book about the secrets of the jedi and have luke complain about them and be all that is what they did though back (laughs) well they used to do that even with legends i mean think about like the essential guide to the force and stuff it was all presented like it was uh tion and you know they were looking at the stuff and here's a passage from master skywalker and he would talk and then leia would have a section and jana would have a section and it was presented in that kind of way so like you know doing that makes sense especially if luke is the only one that that we the viewers know of i mean there could have easily been a jedi historian in his group that that ben killed and they could have introduced that character but because they have kept all that information hidden they haven't told us that yet we wouldn't cared about that character so i mean i do get why they made it luke but because of the direction of where luke goes it's like i i don't see this being a, a cheer for the jedi type of narrative from luke no also um there's one thing that's bothering me too here some of this artwork frustrates me uh specifically the the shot of ahsoka the, um, i'm hunting oh, i didn't see that hold on so it's, it's yeah. it has several of them like the Jedi oh, masters oh, and Knights. Yeah, yeah if you look at ahsoka look at her what would basically be her left lightsaber blade yeah that's not the right angle like like the only the only way that angle actually works is if she's holding the very end of the bend and is just letting it bend all funky. It, it, but that's and, weird. And it, like it would slash through her butt, <laughs> right? <laughs> that that, that is weird. bad. That is that's not how you art. Well, yeah. maybe all they all went safe on the Jedi though. But I mean, did Luke do the video. art in the book? That's. <laughs> I mean, you know, it probably. Book. I mean, he had several years on the island to learn how to. Right. <laughs> it is interesting, though, that Luke would find so much information about Ahsoka Tano. Makes you wonder if he actually ran into her at some point. Mm, probably yeah. not, though. He would have mentioned it. Mm. Unless they're going to be like, "Well, he didn't think about that when he was writing this book," because, well, you know how publishing works. That book didn't come yet. <laughs> True. He, he couldn't get the rights. <laughs> Hey, Michael, I'm looking here. You just put something, a link. Yeah. Chat. What is this that every Star Wars theme will be in The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Even Jar Jar's? So that dropped, that, it says every Star Wars theme that dropped, uh, let's see, uh, a couple hours ago. Superherohype.com. Dot com. Never heard of them. I haven't either. So, I mean, just I, don't I believe the hype. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it says like uh, they're quoting Don Williams. Is Don Williams like maybe the son of John Williams? Oh, or it's a brother. It... it says brother. Williams' brother, Don Williams. Oh, okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I just thought it, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I just tag something that's just a really bad article. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting i don't know i mean i don't think they can work every theme into the maybe they can it says everything but why would john williams even bother with that like well, you said like, where are you gonna put jar jar mu- music in there somewhere like well, no here's what it is is john williams wanted to do it but he's health wise he can't do it so they're like we're just gonna take everything you ever did and we're just gonna stamp it across it you'll still get royalty you'll still get all the stuff don't worry john we got you back no, yeah, or he Don's said, like, oh, "I'm, I'm down. I could, I could percussion the heck out of this, man." No, he said. So John's supposed. Why to is Don up. a redneck? Don <laughs> showed up. Redneck Don showed up. 
instead of John. And Don's like, I'm gonna have to get put every song we ever did of Star Wars in this. <laughs> like, what? John is like calling me baby and is like smooth jazz, and then you hey, show baby. up like. Hey, this is top to bottom music. We done four days and we just scratched the surface. Well, I think we've got something like 34 minutes in the canon at this point, but I'll tell you that everything you ever heard is going to be compiled in this last effort. Like, oh, buddy. Wow. Okay. This is now my head cannon. Uh, John Williams' brother Don is a, I mean, he's a Gomer pile. <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> uh, worth a lot to me. As you wish. It's going to be there in his usual style. He continues. He hides them. You got to look for them. I don't think you're looking. You're listening, right? Right. You'll find them, but you got to go look for them. It's an interactive Easter egg hunt. Yes. You're like, holy cow. <laughs> So, okay, uh, Mark, what, what is your Boba's bounty since you've been gone for six weeks in the woods? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, for me, my Boba's bounty was I came home to a plethora of Star Wars things waiting for me at the house. Uh, Nathan sent me his Jedi challenges, uh, the Kylo Ren and the Luke Skywalker lightsaber set with the whole VR headset. So, that's been a lot of fun. The kids have been playing. Uh, Thrawn Treason waiting for me. Uh, the final copy of Black Spire. I'm halfway through the uh, arc. I thought I was going to get a lot farther in there, but apparently cooking for a camp of over 300 actually requires a lot of work. Uh, and then there was, what was the other book? Oh, Crash of Fate was also waiting for me, as well as Jedi Myths and Fables, which I actually cracked that sucker open and read a couple stories in there. And there is a killer one about a Sith Lord in there and a statue on the planet Moraban, once called Korriban. And I was just, I love that little story. It was only maybe about 12 pages long, uh, but yeah, I got a kick out of it. All that different reading stuff waiting for me at the house was definitely my Boba's bounty. Yeah, I've been wanting to check out this Myths and Fables. Isn't it kind of directed more at kids? But I mean, I hear it's actually good stories in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, I could see why they'd say directed for kids in the aspect of it's not a big book. The writing is somewhat big. Uh, it does have illustrations in it, but the illustrations are great. Um, and the stories, the content of the stories, work for multiple age levels. I mean, it doesn't have to be just kids reading it, but I, I could see why you would definitely see it being aimed more at a fifth grade through 10th grade reading levels. I mean, it could definitely hit that wide of a, of a path there because of the fact that it's so small and the stories, their nature, you could, you know, have little kids reading it and having teenagers reading it because I read it and I thought it was pretty dang good. <laughs> awesome. I can't read it. That's about my, my reading level. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then what is your Boba's bounty then, Michael? No, pass. You don't have... <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> look, okay, look. I have I have several things. He's got Kanan's lightsaber. So look, I, I have stuff, but if I say them on here, then that'll be even less reason for anybody to listen to Cloud City Casino. What is going on with that show? Um, I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible host, and I feel really bad for Nate. So I, I thought that the first order applied strict tariffs to your guys's outpost, and you guys no, were no longer just, the former glory that once was. It's now like a little shackled up little ball floating above the Tybin gas mines. No, it's just it's here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but EA is not putting out Star Wars games. 
And that makes it really hard to do a podcast about Star Wars games. Uh, <laughs> so I will, there, there's, there's a couple things that I'll kind of mention on there that, that I've uh, done lately. But one, one that I'll talk just because also I think it's kind of funny. And, and this has actually been maybe like a couple weeks at this point. But uh, Christine came home and I had sitting out a, a Lego set. And it's the, uh, the Snowspeeder Lego set for like still in the box. Nice. And I said, look, I got you a, a Lego set. She goes, looks like you bought you a Lego set. I said, no, I bought me the uh, Lando Calrissian minifigure that comes in the box. I bought you a Lego set. <laughs> there you go. That's it. So yeah, I just wanted the Lando minifigure. <laughs> well played, well played. But she'll put it together at some point. She will, yeah. And then you can have your little Lando figure play in it. Nah, I'll have, uh, him, I'll have him right next to my desk here. He just walks in, what do we have here? <laughs> yeah. So my Boba's Bounty is, I read Thrawn Treason. Mark Ooh. mentioned that. So I did read that, and then I uh, did the 602 Club podcast with Matt Rushing and John Mills. And that episode dropped last week. It's episode number 243 called Thrawn Juniors. So if you want to hear our review of that, check it out. The 602 Club podcast about Thrawn Treason, the last Mm -hmm. of that trilogy. And I bet we're going to get more Thrawn books of some type. Yeah, I don't see Zahn bowing out of the Thrawn arena anytime soon. Like He had a lot of stuff that he was planning before. And... So far, he's been delivering a new Thrawn. It's a lot better than New Coke ever was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's nothing in this one that like leads you to believe like, oh, well, that's the end. I mean, it feels like it's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So, as long as it. he can collect that paycheck, he's like, I got so many stories. <laughs> I just, I want Michael Stackpole back. I'm ready for a Stackpole story. Give me an X-wing, A-wing combo book. Yes, called mm. Alphabet squadron no oh, no just let's just call it race squadron let's just roll it let's bring the race back we need to have a squadron like that uh, my look here's the thing uh, and i love the wraiths right but austin and and stackpole are totally different riders and i don't like i don't think that um stackpole like i don't think he would really do it justice you don't think he could do a different version of the race more more roguelike because you know you can't have rogue squadron anymore they're they're recanoned <laughs> well yeah but i mean at that point just do something else like don't don't do the wraiths you know what i mean like i just, I, I mean i still want to know more about uh the, the what was uh freed's group uh oh god where's the book the twilight company yeah twilight company like i, I don't know i like the idea of establishing new groups i mean even alphabet squad you know it, it had some merit but Let's get more. You know, I mean, I think that's what really made Rogue Squadron such a good series in Legend was that it wasn't just two books and they were done. I mean, they kept coming back to that and they would just give you a little bit more each time. Okay, but instead, let's if we're going to do a series, let's do it about the best book to come out and like all of new canon, which is Pirate's Price. Oh, I thought you were going to say Aftermath. No, Pirate's Price. Just give me some more Hondo. 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 Have you read that one yet? More no, I no. But I hear a lot of people talk about that one. It's that one really good, and I, and I suggest for anyone who who can check it out uh, in the audio format because Jim Cummings actually does. Oh. Yeah, he he does the narration, nice. and 
And a lot Speaking. of what I love is instead of, you know, they, they actually have the sound effects. Nice. Yeah, I got that on one of the episodes of uh, Star Wars Report. I was opening it up during Boba's Bounty. Tim Cummings signed Hondo Anoko. Top trading card. Love it. I'm jelly. Um, but uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about it, you know, of course, with the, the Star Wars audio books, they'll, they'll actually put the sound effects in, but Jim Cummings will still narrate the sound effects. So he'll be like, choo, 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 like as Hondo. <laughs> it's so nice. It's really great. Okay, Excellent. so I um, have some credits on Audible, so I'm making notes of this right yeah, now. Pirate's Price, boy. Do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't hey, you buy you the know, Alphabet Squadron by mistake. I haven't read Alphabet Squadron <laughs> or listened to it yet. It's, it's 26 pages long. It starts out, A is for A-Wing. B is for B-Wing. C is for Consulorship. Sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I see. I, I didn't mind Alphabet Squadron. Like, it's a good starting point. But I think the issue I had was there was just so many characters that they they were just names flying on a paper. And I'm like, wait, are these are these people that are like in the story? Or are these just like flashbacks to a time before? Like, I there were so many characters. It's insane. Wait, I have a question about Audible because I just canceled my membership the other day, <laughs> and I had like five <laughs> credits, and now it shows I have zero credits. Oh yeah, no. It, Way to go, yeah, Bruce. You, no, you're you not credits. I bought credits. Right. Yeah. But then if you cancel your membership, they go away. Yeah. Really? Yes. Bruce. Oh, Bruce, no. You spend that money, man. You spend oh. it. Well, yeah, no, but I bought the no, credits. I, want, I don't care how many of those stickers I'm getting. I'm getting the Rebel Imperial stickers. You mean <laughs> I bought credits and then I don't get to keep them? Yes. Not if, not if you cancel. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like a membership thing. Forfeit. You forfeited it. Man. I thought I bought the credits bef- before I even renewed my membership. You got hosed, right. Bro. But that's that's what I'm saying, though. But if you then cancel, they're gone. Oh. Yeah, but uh, that's like Mario, man. Do you think he gets to keep that coin when he die? No. What happens if I renew my membership? Will I get him back, you think? Probably not. I, I would, you could probably I renew your membership and then contact them and be like, uh, I didn't even mean for it to discontinue. So can I get my five credits back? And then they might do that. I could see them do yeah, that. Yeah, you might could try with that, but that, well, ooh, that's rough. I'm never going to use Audible again because I went <laughs> way too much money into it and lost it all. So this episode I, I of Report is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by not audible <laughs> man oh, bruce is mad no because yeah. i'm serious i th- I thought i bought credits before i renewed my membership that's what i'm saying and then i decided well you know what let me just go ahead and renew my membership also for a little while right mm-hmm. but but what i'm saying is if you then cancel it should actually prompt you to say hey because I want to say that I, I did that for a little while. Um, you know, I canceled and it, it was like, hey, you can um, or if, if you do this, you're you will actually lose your credits. I didn't notice it said that because yeah. I wouldn't have canceled it. We, we can we can work it out post show. Uh, all right. Well, where can people find you guys online? I'm pretty pissed right now. <laughs> All right. Well, you can just find me. Of course, I do the Cloud City Casino podcast on this network. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you can find me over on, on Twitter, just at Morris Isley. 
And I'm a logical rogue too. And I also podcast with Nathan P. Butler on Star Wars Beyond the Films, as well as here on the Star Wars Report with Bruce and Riley, and occasionally Bethany and Michael and Scott and everybody else that's ever been on the show. <laughs> Wait a minute, you can't say occasionally Bethany. When when was the last Bethany's not I I missed Bethany showed on. Yeah, but I was not there. But you were there. Yeah. I was like, Bethany's there and I'm not there. I was supposed to be there. Yeah, Yeah, I was I was I was excited and bummed at the same time to hear that Bethany (laughs) was on one of the last episodes. Like, I missed her, but Samson Knight. It's always fun when me and Bethany team up against Riley too. We're like, no, you're wrong. That's not what they meant. (laughs) Well, and you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex and um you will not find me on Audible. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> that ends the show. I'm out of here. You guys can keep talking. I'm done. <laughs> oh, no. No, you know what? We have our bonus of Riley. Oh, there was something else. That's right. We have our bonus <laughs> of Riley. If anybody is still listening after all this, you, you get a bonus of Riley for 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm so sorry. Here we go. We're playing it right now. Sometimes you just have to hit record. Um, hey, everybody. Whoever everybody is. I, I have no idea how I'm going to put this audio out. But I thought I, I wanted to capture uh, this day, this, this moment kind of, and do, I guess, a little audio diary of sorts. Um, the first thing I'm going to make sure is that... This thing on? Yeah. No, it's on. <clears throat> do a kind of audio diary of sorts because I have spent the uh, the last oh six seven hours uh, driving out from Las Vegas to uh, Death Valley Death Valley California um, it's been quite an amazing experience actually it's it's a uh, an idea that was planted in my mind recording the Star Wars report a few weeks ago with one Carl Leclerc from the Wampus Lair podcast. And he was talking about his trip out to the Redwood Forest. And of course, I was uh, kind of recounting and uh, my trip recently back over Memorial Day weekend. And we were talking a little bit about how um, this new piece of my Star Wars fandom has has come about and kind of come to the forefront of my own Star Wars fan experience, and that is getting a little piece of the movie, uh, of the movies we love and the stories we love by visiting the original filming location. So, of course, um, this started for me back in 2017 when me and my family got to go out to Ireland and and part of this long 10-day road trip with my family. It was amazing. Uh, it was an amazing experience. It was the first time my mom, dad, and my sister Bethany had all been on a trip together and had all been together in one place in, in years, many years. And it was just an amazing experience to reconnect with family. But one of my favorite parts of that story was getting to go out to Skellig Michael, this this 20 five-minute boat ride, which induces a lot of seasickness. Um, and uh, But it was an amazing experience to 
go to that filming location, but not really just because it's like, oh, cool, this is a place where they film Star Wars. Look, here's the shot. Um, there's a way that the, seeing the actual place and actually seeing that part of nature makes me feel more connected to the story, like the mythology of the story. And that sounds kind of, as I sit here and say those words out loud, it sounds kind of weird or over the top. But it's true. I mean, it's it's the way I've experienced this uh, this day. And this is actually a little solo trip. I was out in Las Vegas for a few weeks for uh, training. And uh, we happened to get done early on a Friday, and I, I, I was expecting that. So uh, that back to that conversation with Carl, I was like, wait a second. There's a filming location near near here. I was just looking through different Star Wars filming locations. I was like, wait a second. Death Valley, right across the border from Nevada. It's like an... Um, two hour or so drive from uh, a two hour or so drive from Las Vegas so I was like I'm going to do it and so here I sit recording hey this is a first recording whatever this is uh, right uh, from Dante's view no Dante's outlook outlook view uh, point Dante something Dante's outlook I think it is um, which is appropriate uh because it's like Dante's furnace, the devil's furnace, because uh, it's so freaking hot here uh, in Death Valley. And I've just, I'm at the end of my day where I got to see a couple, um, where I basically just did a bunch of miniature hikes over at various locations where they filmed shots from Star Wars A New Hope. Now, the actual shots that they did, and I guess I'll, I'll kind of chronicle the journey here. The, the shots, I, I used this really cool blog from PanamaCity.com this guy who wrote the the piece has uh, has been to these locations many times and kind of chronicles these filming locations specifically but most of these are pickup shots from a new hope so a lot of them are like R2D2 and C3PO and the sand crawler a lot of those shots are the ones that i actually saw this um that I saw today. So the, just to kind of name a few, R2-D2, when he splits off from C-3PO and he's trundling down through the canyon, I I went and, I went to that canyon. It was really, really neat. Um, What else? I, uh, there's the Tusken Raider Canyon. I didn't go to that one, but I was near it. Oh, uh, the Jawa Canyon, like the sequence where all the Jawas are in hiding and they go, in our, that's my R2-D2 going down impression. Oh my gosh, there are ants here. This is no place to sit. This is the thing. I'm sitting in nature. I'm literally, I hiked up to a slightly higher point from the like driving parking lot. That's the outlook. And I just like, here's a little alcove. And the alcove was great because there was no wind. <laughs> but then there are ants. Hang on. Finding a new spot. Gotta head up. Oh, oh God. Hang on. Oh, it's so windy. Oh God. Oh Lord have mercy. Here, let me let me hop down here. Are there ants here? I don't think there are ants here. Okay, here we go. Uh hit I let me get my phone. Ugh. So uh, the Jawa, the Jawa hike, that was really cool. That's a place called, uh, and I have it on the phone here, Golden Canyon in Death Valley. It's just really, it's really cool, but it's hot. It was 110 degrees. And I, I hiked like maybe a mile, took a bottle of, a full, uh, like a Yeti bottle of water with me. It was gone. 
by the time I was back. It was, it, it's, it's so hot. Uh, and then the final place I've been here is uh, Dante's View, which is the overlook that we see Alec Guinness Obi- as Obi-Wan and the droids and the speeder there kind of at the overlook. And he's like, Mos Eisley Spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. So anyway, it is called Dante's Overlook. That's what it is. But it's beautiful because it's a lot higher elevation and it's a lot cooler. So here I am, sitting here, looking over the same point where they shot into the valley, where you see, like, most icely in the distance. I hope I hope this the wind is manageable here. And And... It's amazing. And I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to overplay it, but it is like probably like the coolest thing that I've done as a Star Wars fan. Uh short of some of the of going to Star Wars celebration for the first time. Um because it feels like I've now experienced a little piece of Star Wars. And when I'm sitting here looking at the same you know place George Lucas was across the valley uh, I just feel kind of much more connected to that story that I grew up loving so much and I guess it's pretty simple that's pretty much it like there's not a lot to like wax eloquent about it's it's just a simple way of becoming and, and getting your own piece of the Star Wars story and I just wanted to document this um, this moment because I wish I wish I'd done it much sooner and this is going to be like a big part of my fandom is going to be throughout my life trying to find some of the really cool filming locations because here's the other thing about going to some of these filming locations is that in and of themselves they're these beautiful parts of nature and parts of our world that we get to uh, experience and I'm I wouldn't necessarily call myself the most outdoorsy person I've done a lot of hiking in my time um, and I've and I've always enjoyed it, but I never like it's never been a regular hobby of mine. But um, finding you know finding an excuse to drive out into the middle of the stark, <laughs> deathly hot Death Valley, and you know see some of these locations and go on these hikes, it's just so much fun, and it's just a beautiful uh, place and beautiful experience. So. Um, I like how it gives you that opportunity to go experience. Is it perfect example like Skellig Michael is just like that in that in the same way because it's this incredible abandoned monastery on the middle of a rock 20 miles out at sea where these you know monks lived their religious lives and you kind of feel a part of this ancient history at the same time as also kind of seeing this uh, really cool part of the Star Wars story too so it also serves as kind of an excuse to experience and see that part of nature which I particularly appreciate um, the other reason I got out my record is because I'm shooting a time lapse I'll be transparent I uh, I decided the uh, the sun setting over the uh, valley Moss Isley Valley uh, <laughs> I guess is what we can call it uh, so I, I decided to set up my camera and try to get a time lapse hopefully it works hopefully the battery doesn't die um, but uh, but yeah, it's been it's been my own little piece of uh, Star Warsdom, and uh, it's been a really cool. It, it's it's a here's the other thing. It's a way of experiencing uh, Star Wars that's 
returns to the roots of the original movies we love, whether that be uh, the prequels or the original trilogy. Um, it's, It's a way of experiencing the Star Wars story free from all the commentary. Because, and if you're listening to this, it's funny enough because you're listening to Star Wars commentary, but but everybody has an opinion, and everybody has something to say about Star Wars, and that's cool in some ways because it builds community, and I've been, you know, a part of that for years with the Star Wars Report podcast. Um, but sometimes the conversation becomes the god. The the exchange of ideas at in and of itself is not is not a bad thing but when it becomes when when the stories we love become weaponized as uh, an agenda that you have an opinion and you need to make sure everyone knows it and knows why your opinion's right and I've seen a lot of that in the Star Wars fan community, and it's honestly very discouraging when that part of fandom takes over. But I think what being out in nature and seeing some of these filming locations and experiencing Star Wars in a in a completely different way than most people do or get to uh, it just kind of purifies um, a a stark personal visual and dare I say almost spiritual reminder of of the story that that you fell in love with and so I guess that's that's kind of that's kind of my thoughts as I sit here quite literally at Dante uh, Dante's over overlook as the sun sets and uh, I I can't help this is what I love about Star Wars I can't help but begin to kind of dream myself and kind of think about my future and um, my goals and uh, my new relationship and the incredible possibility that's on the horizon that God has in store for me. And just being here in the middle of this beautiful nature, having a moment to pause and think about that is just such a, such a privilege and such a beautiful reminder that just like Luke Skywalker um, as cheesy as it can seem just like Luke Skywalker uh, I feel like my life's about to change dramatically and it's exciting and it's cool Um, maybe I need to go find a cantina tonight somewhere in Las Vegas when I get back I'll just walk in I walk. I swear to God, if I'm like uh, I walk back into some uh, cantina or bar I find on the strip, maybe, and then I walk in, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, yo, no droids. We don't serve their kind here." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, thanks for listening to this. Uh, I'll, I'll shut off. I will stop talking. I've I've said enough. Uh, I'm just gonna enjoy this view for a little bit more and. Mosey my way back to Las Vegas and then back to uh, the real world and back to a brand new job uh, in my brand new Air Force career and as my world and my life changes in a, a new a new life uh, is kind of beginning for me right now. So I kind of feel like Luke Skywalker 
um, leaving my homestead. And there's nothing more appropriate than documenting that, uh, this little moment here. <laughs>